This is the K-Pop Cast, the show that brings you the best sounds and ideas in K-Pop. I'm DJ Peter Lowe. And I'm Stephanie. And I'm your PD Nim, Michaela. And today we'll discuss Brave Girls and why they're having a belated comeback moment, that mystical beast known as the comeback in K-pop, <laughs> but in its truest sense, at least in the Western sense. Yeah. And joining us for this discussion is clinical assistant professor Heijin Lee from the USC Annenberg School of Communication and Journalism. Welcome, Heijin. Hello, everybody. Hi. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. I, I'm Thank glad we've got you. Yeah, yeah, to discuss this Thanks. topic. Maybe without further ado... Maybe we could just turn it back over to you, Hajin. Like, what? What's the story <laughs> here? What happened? And why? Why? Right. Are we, yeah. Why are um, we talking about this? What has gathered us to here yeah. today? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so like, I go on like I I frequently like roam in uh, the Korean internet communities once in a while to check what's going on. And the last couple of weeks, I've been reading a lot about break girls. And at first, I was really confused because there's only one break girls that I know of. And it's a group that debuted in 2011. I'm like, why is this group that debuted in 2011 being talked a lot? Like, there must have been something going on. So I did some, like, you know, Google search, and and sure enough, like, there are, uh, you know, they they the uh, one of the videos that were posted about them was gaining a lot of traction, and suddenly their song "Rolling" was uh, starting to climb up the charts, um, and they were finding new popularity. Um, so, uh, so it got me to think about like how they got into the situation, how this group that really wasn't successful was able to become popular in 2021. And the song that was released in 2017 becoming one of the most popular songs in K-pop in, in year 2021. Um, so that, you know, so this, so that's the topic that we are going to be discussing again. How did this happen? Uh, what is going on? And, whether we'll be able to see another yeah. cases like this in the future. Yeah. So. I, I mean, I think, unfortunately, like many things on the internet, it seems fueled by a yeah. bunch of thirsty young men. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Maybe not so young. Too. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, correct oh, you me mean the I'm, military guys? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. before this song was charting on the actual charts, it was topping what they called the the Millboard chart, Millboard. the military <laughs> billboard chart, for being very popular by people who were serving in the Korean military after around the time mm -hmm. of the release, so like 2017 on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and also, like, I read that those who were finishing their service, like, would pass the song along to whoever is starting their service. It's kind of like they're, right. you know, yeah, it's like, yeah, it, it's become one of those rituals where, like, you have to know this song to, uh, to endure two years of service, it seems. That's mm -hmm. what the song has yeah. keeps you going. That's a that's a common yeah. thing, right? It, it wasn't just for brave girls. Like, I remember Nine Muse. Uh, a few years before mm -hmm. that was like one of those groups that they weren't necessarily popular with the Korean public, but everybody in the Korean military at the time knew all the words to their song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what's different about Brave Girls is that, yes, I mean, they were extremely popular with the military base uh, because they did a lot of uh, performances at different military units. Um, and that's why this video that got posted on YouTube was able to be created. Because if you look at that video, it's a compilation of a lot of different performances, but they're not performances right. from like Mnet Countdown or, or yeah. Music Bank or anything like that. These are all compilation 
uh, videos from their performances at military units that was aired by the mm -hmm. Korean military broadcasting. I didn't even know there was like a you know military broadcasting, oh. but uh, that's yeah, that's where they aired these performances. Uh, so they performed a lot uh, for the military. So you know, so that's why uh, anybody who served uh, from the period 2017 onwards are familiar with the song. But this song was also discussed a lot by uh, a lot of Korean uh, female fans, K-pop fans. Uh, one of those songs that's really bopping, really like you know, uh, like really good song that never really uh, got that never really had a chance mm. it's like mentioned with other it's mentioned with other couple of other girl group songs and this was one of them mm. so like i think there was a consensus that this is a good song it's different from like you know nine muses where you know they're popular with the the soldiers and in the military because they're, they're sexy, so sexy and they're like you know yeah exactly mm, but okay. it's not the song that gets discussed yeah. But this is like, you know, this is one of the cases where, yes, I mean, it appeals to a very particular segment of the population, but the song also is really, really good. And so there were all these discussions from the, from, um, from women in Korea, like, you know, kind of lamenting the fact that the song never found its audience, that the song never had a chance to become popular. And I think it had to do with like the lousy marketing, right. um, and the concept and the concept that Brave Sound gave to, uh, to, uh, Brave Girls for this song. Because if you listen to it, it's mostly, it's, it's, it, you know, it kind of reminds me a lot of like summer songs that you yeah, hear exactly. in, in K-pop. It's, it's right? a summer song so, packaged in like a dark, I don't know, vampire concept. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, I was watching one of the interviews that they did and they said that when they first heard the song, the girls, when they first saw, heard the song, they were really excited because the song was really yeah, good. Right. They had all these ideas. They had all these ideas of how to dance, how to perform. And then suddenly they were given this Dracula concept and they were like <laughs> really shocked. They were like, it, cause it was so different from what they had in mind. And then they were given chair and they had dance on a chair, right. which would limit it which would limit their movement mm -hmm. um and if you look at the cover of their single do you guys remember what the cover looked like when the song oh, first came us. out so the it used to be five members right uh, and one mm. left in 2018 so now we have four right, right. so if you look at the original cover it's the behind it's the back of the five members and they're posed in a very sexual way like they're mm. wearing something very skimpy and they're, you know, and it's like red. So it's very mm. sexual and sensual. Um, and, um, even the, even though the military guys loved the song and love the girls, they were like, you know what? This is not going to allow them to become popular. Like in order for them to become popular, they also need to appeal to the female base and this is not going to do it. Right. Right. So there's been a right. lot of complaint, even among the soldiers, the, you know, the, uh, the, the, <laughs> yeah. truly have the, the best the, interest at heart. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. They're cause, <laughs> You know, they want the girls to succeed and they're like, this is not going to do it. So they even, you know, among the, the male fans, they were kind of like, you know, very, they had complaints. So if you look at the new cover, which, um, Brave Brothers, who, who is the songwriter and the CEO of Brave Sound, um, incorporated fans, uh, feedback and they changed the cover. So if you look at the new cover that you see for like mm. Bucks Chart, uh, Melon or whatever, you see a completely different one, which really screams summer. <laughs> You have the girls in yes. water. Yeah. You have, yeah, it's very different. And it's like blue. It, it, you know, it really matches the song, the characters of the song. In, in uh, 2018, they did a new music video. They filmed oh. a new, they re-released it. And it was summer themed. 
and Mm -hmm. like I think when that that summer theme came out like you know was it like two years later I remember Mm -hmm. singing at the time and I was like Wow, Brave Brothers, you're just that lazy. You can't produce a new song for your girls. You're just going to re-release <laughs> the, the oh song. Gosh. But, hey, like, I'll, I'll call one thing out. Because I remember this song actually getting popular in 2016 among mm-hmm. Western fans in circles. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it wasn't, like, you mm-hmm. know, number one song or anything by any means. But mm-hmm. uh, I could, for sure, any K-pop gig that I went to, and I played Roland... Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. would grab chairs, yes, off <gasps> the walls. Yeah, they, they'd bring them into the center <laughs> of the dance floor, and then they would do the dance. Oh gosh! Woo. And so, like to the credit of the point dance of, of the song, they're, they're, they've got that going. Mm-hmm. And um, I, the mm-hmm. other funny thing is that whenever that happened, security would always come out and say, "Like, sorry, we're not insured for this." We can't have you dancing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, I obviously brave girls. They've been trained. Like they they know how to pull this off without injuring mm-hmm. themselves. But I could only imagine just a, a group of like how many so people attempting to do that chair move. I, I think there actually uh, was an accident, like a couple accidents. To you know, um, like a couple times. I I think like some members did fall down, uh, you know, while dancing on the oh. on the chair. Yeah, so there are like moments yeah. of that. So that's why they, you know, if you look at the 2021 performances, the chair's still there. I think, to be honest, I think there's something like uh, Brave Brothers have something about chairs. He loves the chairs. <laughs> he loves the yeah. chair performance. I've been thinking, because mm-hmm. like I've been thinking about like the songs that he made in the past. And one of the songs that he created, which has been a massive success, was Sundan Beast Crazy. You guys remember in 2009? Yes, Sondambi. Yeah, yeah Crazy. Yes, and that one was love that all song. about the chair. Yeah, but remember the performance yep. was on the chair too. <laughs> so I feel like he has something about the chair. So the chair is still there. It the does show off the legs, I must say. <laughs> yeah. yes. Maybe he has a, yes, a leg thing. <laughs> I don't know. I can't comment on that, but he's a man. So like... Um, uh, mm-hmm. But so the chair is still there, but I don't think they're dancing on the chair anymore. It's more of a prop that they bring in. So the back mm-hmm. dan- back dancers are like, you know, they, they they have more things to do during the performance because they have to bring the chair out, they have to put it back. Like it's like there's a lot of movement with the chair going on, but the chair is not being used for the girls to uh, dance on. And you know, the girls are older too. I think they're also taking that into consideration. Mm-hmm. I think the key thing that we have to acknowledge about Brave Girls, really their entire discography, I hate to admit it, and this is be speculating, so major caveat, we don't know for certain, but it's all the songs that AOA did not accept for whatever mm. reason. Because like you, like around that time, Brave Brothers, he, he was obviously signed to a lot of different people, but AOA mm-hmm. especially at that time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, you you can see the evolution of the concepts of AOA. Uh, they they started going mm-hmm. sexy. They started going more summery. And this song was rolling was probably designed as a summer song for AOA. But AOA just or uh, what was it? Um, FNC probably just decided no, we're we're going to take them in a different direction um, mm-hmm. around that mm-hmm. time. And so so. You know, Bray Brothers, he's got this really great song because AOA didn't take it. So he's like, well, guess what, Brave Girls? He got something now. And uh, oh I, I think we could see, say that also for High Heels. 
as well. That was totally、mm. like I, I hear Choa's voice when I listen、mm. to High Heels and, and also Jimin's rap. Like Jimin's rap、mm. would fit in perfectly with High Heels. <laughs> So, probably right. I, I, but, like, as much as it was perhaps originally intended for AOA, like, I, I love these songs and these concepts、uh, from that Brave Girls were able to. Brave Girls, as the multi generational, multi member changing、right. group over the years that they were able to deliver.、Um, but, I mean, Heijin, like, why, why do you think, like, okay, why 2021? You, you mentioned this military video, but, like, what. Yeah. What was the, like, the unique catalyst or spark you think that, that really set this off? Yeah, so yeah, I mean, there must be like a good reason. Like, there, you know, I mean, first of all, like, YouTube algorithm has played a huge role in making this song discovered by so many people. <laughs>、um, so,、right. kudos to whoever is working on the algorithms.、Uh, but it's not unique to,、uh, you know, this、uh, video. There's been other videos that have. Been able to be more visible due to algorithm, but this resonated with a lot of people. Could we、um, back up? And I, I don't think we really talked about the Viditor、yeah. version. Oh,、uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, explain yeah,、sure. that. So, Viditor is like a YouTube channel. I don't know who this person is. I try to look. Like, I don't know. Like,、um, I'm assuming it's a he, he like,、um, There's no information of this person. But if you look at, his, at, at, you this, never at this person's channel, you never know. So I'm going to say, I'm going to go,、uh, you know.、Uh, so if you go、they. to this person's YouTube <laughs> channel, yes, I will be using they as a pronoun. If you go to this person's YouTube channel,、uh, there are tons of videos that is an edition of a compilation of K pop performance videos with comments embedded. So that's this person's thing. Yeah.、Uh, like compilation、mm-hmm. of K pop performances, but not just performances.、Uh, this person is able to like compile a list of comments. I don't know where this person is getting it from, but from a lot of different、right. uh, YouTube videos,、yeah. right? And embeds whatever works.、Um, I mean, like funny, witty comments. It's not, they're not just using any comments. They're using like really witty and smart comments、the、that、best. kind of like,、yeah. you know, make, yes, exactly, that makes the song, engagement with the song more pleasurable. Uh, so, uh, there's tons of that. And this person posts Break Girls Rolling. Yeah, what、comments. comes to mind for me, I, I don't know if y'all can hear me. I can. The internet might、yeah. have cut out.、Yes. Okay.、Um, what comes to mind for me when I saw that was Vicky and their timed comments. Yes. That, that play at the top. <laughs> yes. And because it is so fun, it just changes the game to watch a Korean drama knowing、mm. that all these other fans、mm. are spazzing out or talking trash、mm-hmm. up at the top of the video. <laughs> you,、right. you feel like you're in a room with other like minded、mm-hmm. fans or, or people you disagree、yeah. with.、Um, but, but yeah, yeah in. In, in a, a life that is probably kind of isolated right now, you can feel like you're together in community、mm-hmm. with、yeah. super funny people enjoying this content. So that's just a, a,、yes. a genius idea that, you know, from,、mm-hmm. from a, a YouTube perspective, I work at YouTube, not on the algorithm, but、um, I kind <laughs> of understand it a bit. But this kind of content plays really well because it is a compilation. Of,、uh, you know, pop cultural entertainment content with added like authenticity, commentary,、mm-hmm. reaction on top. And not just like lame sitting there, but really like effort went into the curation 
of mm-hmm. this to appeal to a certain right. audience. So like this, right. this person has found a niche in the same way that like, uh, you know, bad lip reading or like other kind of <laughs> unique comedy creators have uh, carved mm-hmm. out a little space for themselves and it'll keep the subscribers coming back. Like what is he mm-hmm. going to mix next? Or like even like mashup right. DJs, they do a version of this, right? Um, so right. I, yeah, this is, this is a really special part of YouTube and now we can see how it's having an impact in the real world. So not just internet fandom, mm-hmm. but like you said, Hey Jin, um, real world stuff is happening as a result. Mm-hmm. Right. But we also have to think about like how this was possible because so many people did leave these affectionate comments. So this person actually had like, you know, raw materials to work with. If Brave Girls was somebody that nobody cared about, this video would not have been made. Right. Mm. If there were no if there were no comments, if there were no comments with like affection or with like, you know, this really, uh, you know, hope for this group to be successful, then I don't know if this video could have been created. Uh, We also have to think about like how many performances that brave girls went to perform for the military to allow this this content to be created, too. Like it just shows that (laughs) they were really working hard. They weren't just like, just because they weren't visible. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, on the music charts. Um, yeah. I was actually wondering um, if you could provide some insight right. into, uh, you know, for the music mm-hmm. labels, from a business perspective, mm-hmm. uh, what does a military gig or military performance mean in their portfolio of options of, of performances? Like, is it a moneymaker? Is it like, yeah, what does it mean from a business perspective? Yeah, so like, it's not really for the money because my understanding is that the military doesn't pay a whole lot for the artist to come and perform. I think it's more about, first of all, like, you know, if you're not that popular, this is one way to get, get yourself out and to meet new audience and to like, you know, right. promote your work, especially if you're a rookie group um, and you don't really have a whole lot of options. Mm-hmm. Like if you're extremely popular and you're being demanded by all these different shows, you're not going to have time to go to the military base to perform because like the, you know, even though Korea is a small country, the military bases are pretty, you know, they're in a really hidden places or they're kind oh, of, yeah. they're, uh, they're not in the middle of rural. big city. Yeah. They're rural or they're kind of like at the front line. So it takes hour, like multiple, at least like two, three hours just to get to the base. Woo. And that's like, you know, yeah. Um, so and you it don't takes get a paid? long time with, Man. No, you don't get paid that well. And I bet so the food really isn't good. Uh. But it's your civic patriotic <laughs> <I don't> duty, <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what it is. It's, you know, doing what the country's what nah, country wants you to. You miss me with um, that. And, <laughs> and, and it's also like, you know, um, it's a good way for uh, the rookie groups, if, especially if the group is just starting out to meet new audience to build a fan base that is right um so is that's another reason why they do it um you know uh it's for maybe like a possibility of building a fan base rather than for the money and also like there's some kind of honor in doing this for some groups as well uh so there are all these like jokes about who's the kuntongyang which is a portmanteau of kun meaning military and tongyang which is shortened word for president tongyang so like there will be girl groups who would not really be popular from with the public but who mm-hmm. would be extremely popular with the military uh, and they would have the they would get the yeah they would get the nickname of kung tong young so like you know uh i know yeah so uh i know nine muses used to be kung tong young yeah, uh, right. yeah, like yeah. brave girls <laughs> yeah brave girls um <laughs> must have had that title um and uh 
Girls Day used to be yeah. Kuntung Young. Right. Okay, you know, so there are some, wow. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there are some girl groups who are actually like really popular with the military that they have that title. So yeah. So it's so for the, for that title and, and, and to expand the fan base more so than the money. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Cause I think, I think one of the points that I wanted to talk about is when these videos of military guys just going crazy over these performances go mm-hmm. viral because people aren't really used to seeing guys like in the military acting like this. Like, oh, Americans aren't used because to it. People, yeah, people don't realize that these are just dudes. Like, it's they, they were forced to enlist. They, they're not, this isn't their profession. So these are just guys who are, you know, they're at like the toughest moment in their life training every day. And then all, mm-hmm. all this this one day they get to just let loose and look at mm-hmm. these beautiful women. <laughs> well, it's not just one day, oh gosh, Michaela. <laughs> this has been handed down upon generation right. and generation <laughs> of military service. So this is like an insider thing, and I think this is the other part of it. Honestly, it's like it builds its own zeitgeist, its own culture, so that yeah. like it, it had its internal popularity and then when it gets extrapolated out to the world it's like you know everyone can feel like they're in yes on mm-hmm. the thing that mm-hmm. that's hot yes and i i like the thing was with the the editor edits and, and the comments it just showed you how much there was that existing internal culture mm. uh, around like oh play this across the dmz men will travel mm. over minefields <laughs> <laughs> to, to, yes. to to go to the the lovely voices of these you know beautiful sirens so um, yeah. i i love like just the the hyperbole of the jokes of of uh mm-hmm. of this group <laughs> like like the this group this song will solve world peace like i mm-hmm. you know i had cancer <laughs> but then i listened to this song and i was cured like it, it's that yeah. level of silliness yeah that like mm-hmm. i can get behind yeah you know what so let, let me shift gears j- just here uh really quick Stephen knight had this to say so you've got a great song you've got the hard work story you've got the patriotism angle and all of this together started to snowball and the song started to chart and the group started getting invited to radio shows and variety shows. And before you knew it, it was dominating the charts, you know. And by, by the time they started going on music shows to promote it, it was already a huge hit. And they just started rolling up wins. And here we are. So I connected with Chris from CCTV Nonstop Pop Show Podcast. And Chris on this podcast, by the way, uh, does administrative work for... A&R at Sony Music. And so he had some unique thoughts on what it was that that made Brave Girls really popular. So here, I'll play this clip from him. A lot of success in music comes down to pure luck and good timing. Due to how saturated the K-pop market has become, it's gotten so much more difficult for groups to gain traction and get noticed. So when a viral moment like this happens, if management and the company doesn't act quickly to capitalize on it, the interest will disappear really quickly because there's more music constantly coming out. Um, I think many fans also tend not to realize how much money is invested in K-pop groups just in general as well. You know, has this sudden viral moment garnered enough success sales-wise that the company has recouped some costs and maybe have more funds to now spend on the next release and give it a bigger push than they would have been able to otherwise? So 
I'm excited to see what happens. And hopefully this encourages other groups that haven't hit it big yet and their companies to continue developing their artists because you never know what's going to happen, right? So that was from Chris from the, again, the nonstop pop show podcast. I I think it's very easy to forget how expensive it is, even if you're like a Mm -hmm. new rookie group, just how much it is to maintain it. And maybe that's why we didn't see Brave Girls produce as many singles as AOA. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, consistently right right it must be a hard time like they're trying to do all this work to get popular at moments when they can do tours when they can sell albums and this kind of you know catches the them when they're not ready to c- fully capitalize on this moment they mm. were on life support they were all <laughs> moving out of the dorms when mm-hmm. suddenly the song comes popular they're like oh mm-hmm. wait uh, i guess maybe i'm sticking around with brave brothers just a little longer <laughs> yeah. and so they're they're doing everything they can to to make the most of this like 15 minutes of fame mm-hmm. and, and reclaim that glory and they're and ma- making the rounds on it. the countdown shows yeah so yeah like it's really interesting like you know people are talking about like even the, I, I think what was really interesting is that even the members of Braid Girls were like trying not to get overexcited because they're like, you know what, this can really oh. disappear quickly. Mm. We know that, you know, this can be momentary. So let's not get carried over. Like, let's just like, you know, make sure that we have our next plan. So they, so they like in, in some of the interviews that I saw, they talked about like how they knew that it can quickly disappear mm. and how they were, you know, going to try to enjoy every single moment. And it also has to do with the age of the members too. Yeah. Like when Brave Girls, and I'm talking about Brave Girls 2.0, the one that was formed in 2016 and then the 2018 version with the four members mm-hmm. now uh, when uh, they you know when they were made into a group the youngest was 23 24 in korean age mm, and that's that's con- pretty old that's considered to be old right exactly in the k-pop world that is really old i mean think about like mamamoo when they mm. debuted solo was like 23 yeah and she's the leader yeah. people were talking about how, how old like, you know, they she are. debuted really late yeah exactly exactly but this is a group with the youngest being 23, 24. Um, and now the oldest one is like 32 in Korean age Woo! and then 31, 30, 29. Yes. So these are older. Like this is kind of like brown eyed girls. I mean, a little bit younger, but almost, you know, almost at that level. Um, yeah. So I, I can see how they like tried until the very end. And then, you know, and, and then once they hit a certain age, they're like, you know what? We tried. We give our like four or five years of our lives, but it's not going anywhere. And they're thinking about like, you know, what to do next and can you imagine like what (laughs) like what kind of fear and anxiety that they must have had uh, as they were thinking about moving on to the next chapter of their life not knowing Mm. what is waiting for them but the thing is like they're mature they're not like these teenagers who just like take fame for granted they know that this is something that they had to work hard for and that a lot of it had to do with luck a lot of it had to do with people just like believing in them so they're like you know being very humble and they're like you know they're always crediting the fans who've supported them like they're really giving shout outs to the military and the soldiers um uh, you know because they know where this all started um so it's really great to see what's going what's going on with them but the thing is i do think it's going to be a little bit like i don't think it's going to end with roland i already see their next song we drive like you know uh climbing up the charts and one of the things that people are realizing is that this is not just a group that has a good song. It's not just like a good song that they have. They also have talent that they can perform. <laughs> right. Like, you know, <laughs> they can sing. 
And I think that makes a huge difference. If it's just a group that's like pretty and had like one bopping song, then you know what's gonna happen next. But this is a group that's extremely talented. They can dance, they can sing,、um, and you know, and when they perform, they seem to really enjoy it. And that was like the big game changer. Like, I mean, I was like looking at the comments of the video,、uh, you know, not just the one that Vidder、yeah. posted, but all the other videos that came after that went viral. And one of the things that people have like mentioned the most is how happy these girls look when they're performing.、Oh. Like they just genuinely, they look like they're just happy to be on stage performing. Like every single stage, they perform like it's their last. <laughs> like they're smiling.、Mm. They're you know they're giving their best.、Um, and that's why like one of the members. I mean, and and it, the thing is like it's only there are only four members, which is so different from other yeah. Uh, yeah. group mem-、uh, girl groups. So there's only four, so it's kind of like easier to pay attention to individual members. Right. But one of the members that stood that stood out the most, or seemed to have like popped out popped out the most to Korean fans,、uh, was Yujong,、uh, mm. who seems to be like smiling a lot in the performance. She's not the main vocalist, but you can recognize who is who she is, and she was the member who got her first nickname. Like when Koreans,、uh, when Korean fans. Are、mm-hmm. like one of the、yeah. ways they respond to like groups that they like is by giving nicknames、yes. to like members or to the group. So Yuzhan was the one who got the nickname first, and she her nickname is now Kobukja, which is again a portmanteau of Kobugi and Punja. Kobugi means、uh, Squirtle from Pokemon. I don't know if you guys remember Squirtle. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> yeah, how could I forget the best Pokemon? Yes, <laughs> the one you want to yeah, start yes, with. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, when, but when he smiles, like you can, like you know, it's, it's very round. It's very cute. Yeah, and Yuzhan、yeah. has that, like, like when she smiles, she smiles. Not only with her lips, but with her eyes too.、Oh, like you、wow. know, she's smiling, like she's using every single muscle on her face to smile, <laughs> and it looks very genuine. <laughs> so she got that、uh, nickname of being Kobuki plus Punja. Punja means like epitome or being the best of a certain、wow. field. So、mm. she's Kobukja. So she got that nickname first, but then people were like, you know, when they were looking. So I, I noticed that a lot of people started watching Brave Girls because of Gobukja or Yujung, and then they started noticing other members because there's only three other,、mm-hmm. right? It's not、yeah. a big group. And then <laughs> yeah, so and then the next one is like the main vocalist. She can really belt. She can really sing. So now her nickname is Mebuja, which is main vocalist child,、oh, okay. right? <laughs> Mebuja.、Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then and then the next member is the one with the short hair, which is so noticeable because we don't have a whole lot of short hair、mm-hmm. girl,、yeah. um, you know,、uh, female artists.、Yeah. So she's Tambaycha, Tambay meaning short hair, and、mm-hmm. then、um, the last member has really big eyes, and so her nickname is Wang Nun, which means big eyes, Wang Nunsha. <laughs> so they they're given nicknames, you know, and this is like you know these nicknames are given with affection yeah, and with、yeah. this hope that the the group can continue. It's like not just with rolling, but they can like do something with the characters that are given to them through the nicknames and can build on uh, from um, from whatever the fans have given them. So I feel like there's gonna be like yeah we I mean it's really early to say what's gonna happen with the girl、uh, with this group but I feel like there's gonna be more than just rolling and redrive and the fact that you know they're like they're、um, with a label that is、uh, led by、uh, the CEO who can make good songs is、right. you know it's a promising sign yeah, brave sound <laughs> it's a promising sign yeah exactly. Well, it's not the first time that we've seen something like this. So a lot of people have made the comparison to EXID, how、mm-hmm. right. 
That's the, the immediate comparison. Yeah, that's the yeah. first one I thought of. Also fueled by thirsty young yeah. boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Because of the, the honey <laughs> fan cam. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a bit different too, though, because like, again, like it started with Honey Fan Cam, right? So it started with this focus on one member and then people realized that, oh, it's not just this person, like Soja can sing, Ellie can rap, right? Mm-hmm. Unlike unlike what happened with Brave Girls, detention was given to all four girls, although one kind of stood out and then now is kind of like spread out evenly. But mm-hmm. with EXID, it started out with this one fan cam. And Viditor is not a fan cam. It's just like a video compilation. So yeah, I, I mean, they're like, both you know, they're they're yeah. both a kind of user generated derivative content, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that right, suffi- right, that right. really transforms the content in a way that makes it new, fresh, appealing, more and more appealing than the original performance to the audience on on mm-hmm. YouTube and and elsewhere. I mean, if I mean, Peter, you feel free to like ask more listener questions, but I'm curious if uh, you all think this is going to become an industry trend that the music labels try to like force to happen with their groups, Mm. you know, rather than, you know, waiting for it to maybe organically randomly occur. Um, do you, do you mm-hmm. think the, the companies have the ability and are going to try to force this for their older groups? Well, like, how how do you manufacture the conditions for this? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's exactly. The question, right? Well, like, I I don't. Yeah, I I feel like this is going to be hard to do with big labels like JYP, Big Hit, SM, um, or YG, because there like, there's a lot of quantity on the onset. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and the thing is, like, they they have the resources to like you know really promote their artist, uh, <laughs> you know, um, and <laughs> justice for <laughs> Got Seven. <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> I know, and yeah, yeah, they they do not, they do not promote all of their artists in, <laughs> in an equitable no, no. way. No, I, I understand. You know, no, I understand that, but th- I mean that because they do have the resource, the fans don't feel like they need to do the additional work. Like they're not mm. as motivated as like you know artists coming from smaller companies or smaller smaller labels. They feel like the underdogs. Uh, they're not the underdogs. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so I don't think it can like, although like, um, what, uh, I think like with end flying, mm. you know, what, what happened with end flying and their rooftop song, like mm. it was kind of a mixture of fan demand, but also like FM, FNC, their company playing a huge role in promoting the song on Twitter and YouTube once they found out that people were talking about the song on yep. various mm, online communities. They acted quickly. So sometimes, you know, yeah, they did act quickly, right? Um, and then it that led to more people being exposed to the rooftop song and then like, you know, streaming it and then making the song popular more popular uh to the point where it topped the charts. So sometimes it can happen like that. Yeah, but so what so that so I mean that that would be actually be pretty easy then for the labels to hire some some interns even, but but like cultural trend specialists who just mm-hmm. look on YouTube and the forums all day for this derivative user-generated content about their mm-hmm. artists. And then when they see something mm-hmm. taking off, jump on it like within minutes, mm-hmm. right? Jump I, on it, make it a hashtag. Make it a hashtag, <laughs> make a whole campaign about it. And then the question becomes, will the fans accept that? Will the fans see through it? Mm-hmm. Or will they react in a or you know natural way? It it almost seems like it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think fans are are willing to accept like yeah. I don't know. Almost I, it's anything. more like yeah. fans want to be validated mm-hmm. and acknowledged. Mm-hmm. 
like witness me i i did this thing and they they want to get that validation from the label the yeah. artist exactly so, so maybe everybody's yeah. happy right What's really interesting about InFlying compared to like EXID and, um, and Brave Girls is that with Brave Girls and EXID, we kind of know where it started, right? We mm-hmm. know that it started with Honey Fan Came. We know it started with the Vitator, uh, video. With InFlying, there's more like, you know, uh, the, where it started, like the origin is murkier. <laughs> like everybody's mm-hmm. claiming that they started it. Um, so I find that to be really interesting. And mm-hmm. it might be because like the company did get involved mm-hmm. or did play a role in making the song, uh, popular that, you know, it's just difficult for like certain group of fans to claim that they played a role. I mean, they did play a role, but to like claim, the, you know, to, to make this claim that they were the one that made it happen right. is a little mm-hmm. bit trickier. Well, I, I guess, uh, I mean, let, let's start wrapping this up. I, what would you guys advise to Brave Brothers? What what should they do right now to make the most of this moment um, to mm-hmm. either capitalize, continue on their success? There's rumors that Brave Brothers were going to debut a new, brand new, new girl group. <laughs> Is that the right move? Um, so what, what do you guys think? And, and they have a new boy group right now, DKB, that they've been Ooh. really kind of throwing yeah. their, their money at in good ways. But are they willing to kind of put the production on hold for these new boys and, and ride this Brave Girls wave? I think the natural next step mm-hmm. is to have a reality show where Brave Girls <laughs> trains the new group and is like really hard on them Ooh. and then soft and then is like the nice unnies. Yeah. I think that's that's the key here. Um. The way to tra- like transition the, uh, <laughs> the the clout the 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 popularity onto yes another group yeah because exactly. these girls are probably like what they do you think that they the members themselves feel like they're on their way out they're like yeah I mean despite oh all they have going no. for them <laughs> I mean yeah well here's here's the th- yeah I mean I hope that they can continue like why does K-pop artists have to like why do their career have to end at a certain age yeah. why can't we like yeah. end, you know like why why can't we have like you know girl groups in their 30s and still yeah. being popular you know yeah. here, why here. does it have to end at a certain age so like for me I wish they can continue I wish that Brave Brave Sound will continue to push them because they never really had their chance. This is like just the beginning. And I think, you know, they would be able to like the, one of the reasons why they became popular is what they symbolize to so many Koreans right now. Yes. Um, they're giving the lesson. They're giving this lesson that if you persevere, mm. if you stick it to the very end, you can <laughs> you can make it. They're giving this very optimistic message to so many people who are in despair right now. And if they're able to have a flourishing career in their 30s and 40s and beyond, I mean, what kind of message would it send to like you know people like not only k-pop fans but people in general it's a very positive message right Mm -hmm. so i'm hoping that brave sound will continue to bet on the girls give them good songs and maybe make them into like the next uh you know summer group uh that you know i i know people are talking about like how sister used to be a big summer group you know um, that had all these pop songs yeah so why not Brave girls be that group like come up with all these cool songs um and you know continue to make people happy because Hyolin relocated to Santa Monica just to <laughs> reclaim the summer okay, concept. Yes. That's probably why there, there's maybe a, a little bit of competition there. But I, yeah, fighting, right? For, for Brave Girls. Mm-hmm. 
Stephanie, you were kind of giving me a face like, mm, uh, no, no maybe. <laughs> Look, maybe. I want, I want, I, I think they're totally talented and beautiful and I want whatever they want for themselves. Yeah. If they have yeah. been grinding and like <laughs> suffering for a long time, then I, I'm totally okay if they enjoy this, this one moment and then peace out to go relax. Um, or if they want to like push it to to as far as it can go like go for it i i I hope they're taking care of their well-being that's what i care about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because yo i I I just passed i just passed 30 and things are starting to fall apart so i cannot (laughs) be out there like on a chair (laughs) (laughs) i feel that yeah my i'm I'm mid-30s right now my body is also not what it was (laughs) (laughs) I, I turned 24. Does that mean I'm just old and oh, get out of here, Michaela? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can be a, a K-pop leader someday. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll take it. You can I'll be a Mama Moo. You can. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah, be the yeah, leader of Mama Moo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, right. hey. Anyway, for for those of you who are now like re- rediscovering Brave Girls, um, hey, maybe just really quick rapid fire. What what's like one recommendation you would say to people who are just diving into Brave Girls now? Like, what what's one thing that you think newbies should check out or or watch or appreciate? I'll go first. Mm-hmm. You should all appreciate appreciate the music video High Heels in this guy. Totally rocking it in the heels, better than all the girls. So rewatch High Heels uh, just for that moment and for this this dude's dancing because I I love for it, I live for it, and it's it's not to mention a really good AOA song. I mean Brave Girl song. I think y'all should go down memory lane with that nostalgia for all the past Brave Sound, Brave Entertainment groups and, and artists. Son Dambi. Just like <laughs> go listen to all that stuff. Yeah. If you if you happen to miss it, if you happen to join K pop fandom relatively recently, there's a lot of gems from uh from Brave Sound. Mm-hmm. Second that, yeah. I was like listening to a lot of Son Dambi and a lot of after school. After school. After school. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was listening to all the songs that came out in 2009, that period oh, when oh, the golden age, age. age of K-pop. <laughs> Hands yes. down, best year in K-pop. Yes, yes. So Woo. maybe that's the, yeah, that's what people need to listen to. Yep. Well, for, for me, it's not a music video it's a dance practice of when they had to try to do the choreography on various items (laughs) (laughs) so they yeah so they they gave them like like one of those little chairs that they use when they're like working in the field that's like really soft and squishy and it's like maybe half a foot tall no and the the member has to try to do the choreography she's she's successful though i I swear the talent and the thighs and the just the the skill of this group is amazing Well, that wraps it up for this episode of the K-Pop Cast. What do you think of Brave Girls' comeback? 
in the Western sense of a comeback. And um, what, what do you think that spells for, for what's next in, in grassroots fandom and K-pop? You can give us a tweet at that K-pop cast on Twitter. Oh, but what's better than a tweet, Stephanie? I'm so glad you asked. What's better than a tweet? A voice memo. You can email a recording of your voice to kpopcastshow at gmail.com or just use the voice memo thingy on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, And you too can be added into the show like Chris from CCTV. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. And hey, hey, you, do, do you also want to talk more about Brave Girls? Well, come on over to the <laughs> K-pop cast Slack channel. We have an official Slack, Slack channel we're, we're, and you can Slack, find Slack the space. link. We have an official Slack space, and you can find the link in the description of this episode. All right. And hey, Jen, people can just Google you. Is that that way you're... Yeah, you're she's, on, she's on that <laughs> level. Just Google oh, me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love it. She's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to stay as invisible as possible, if that is even possible in the digital era. Mm-hmm. But Good question. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. All right, so that that's it for the, again this episode. Next week, what we'll, we'll do hit replays, I think. Yeah, yeah, hit replays. Okay, hit replays. So let us know what your you can give us your thoughts on on Brave Girls or give us another voice memo for your hit replay next week. See y'all in the next yeah, episode. I would love to literally hear from you. Literally hear, figuratively, literally <laughs> hear. What do you think of Brave Girls and K-pop's grassroots fandom ability to bring a group back from life support? (laughs) Don't say that.